Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. I'm set I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadow lark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbrough, and glad you're joining me today. This is episode 94, June 25th. 2018 and today we're talking about the good the bad and the ugly about growing bamboo and i hope you had a great weekend uh, we got a lot done around here on the homestead i just built a new gazebo over my deck that was uh whew, i'm still not done with that uh it was a kit that came and i'll tell you what <laughs> it was one of them uh, steel gazebos and and that was a lot of pieces <laughs> and i'm still putting it together and it ain't easy i think i actually could have built it from scratch easier than i could have put that kit together <laughs> but uh yeah it looks really nice though it came together really well so we had a good weekend putting that together and, and i think i mentioned the other day that we expanded our uh, uh rabbit and quail production so we just got all those guys settled and that's going real well and uh you know just things are growing and the garden's looking great and been harvesting some zucchini and some squash finally and uh and uh, lots of berries boy the raspberries and the blackberries have really came on strong the blueberries as well so lots of berry uh production right now um apples are looking really good i have a couple trees with apples on them that, that are growing really really well uh, probably too many. I should be thinning them out a little bit more than I have. Uh, I thinned out quite a few, but boy, it's still crazy. So just lots of stuff going on around here, but all good, all really good. We really enjoy um, this time of the year when you start seeing your first production. It's exciting. Hope you're feeling the same way about your homestead. Uh, let's just jump into today's question. Today's question comes from April. April asked this question in the Homestead Front Porch Facebook group. She said, Bamboo, pros and cons. I recently learned that it is a breeding ground for ticks, which would be enough for me not to plant it. But otherwise, I'd really like to. I'd love more info. So I thought I'd just take this question and just run with it and talk about the benefits of bamboo, the problems with growing bamboo, some different types of bamboo, and uh, who might want to grow it and who definitely doesn't want to be growing it. So, So let's look at all those things. First, the benefits of bamboo. Of course, most people know it's a great construction material. It's super, super strong. Uh, it's compared to steel in its strength and the way you use it. Not It depends on how you use it. Some For some projects, it's really, really good. Some, it isn't so good, but just a very strong material for building product. Uh, it's used in making flooring. It's you, you know It can be uh, used for all kinds of tiles. It can be used for arts and crafts. I mean, it's just a very useful uh, building material. And it can be used as a privacy screen. Of course, it's very tall. It can be very thick, depending on what kind you grow. 
And, um, you know, it can provide a really good privacy uh, uh, screen for certain areas. It actually, believe it or not, has culinary purposes in Asian cuisine and some other um, cultures. It's eaten. The the young shoots are eaten. Now they have to be cooked. This is very, very important because bamboo actually produces a toxin that will uh, uh, turn into cyanide in the gut. So it has to be cooked. So it's kind of a... Uh, you know, an important procedure and it's something you probably shouldn't mess with unless you know what you're doing. But it's a very popular dish in many in many cultures, uh, um, especially in the Asian cultures. So uh, it definitely has culinary purposes. And because it has culinary purposes, it also has uh, medicinal purposes for a lot of people. Um, uh, there's a lot of cultures that uh, make herbal remedies with bamboo. So it has purposes there. Also, it can be turned into a, a like a biochar, charcoal. It's very good for that. A lot of cultures use it for that. So it has a ton of purposes. I mean, it's just it's a very useful plant all over the world. Some of the facts about bamboo. Uh, it can grow about a hundred feet tall, certain varieties. I mean, it varies anywhere from small herbaceous plants all the way up to tall woody tree like, uh, uh, plants. The individual stems of bamboo are called culms and uh, they come out of the ground from a rhizome and, and they, they come out of the ground the same size as they grow all the way up. They don't run like a tree. They don't expand in their width. They just get taller. So whatever size they come out of the ground, that's where they stay. So certain varieties are smaller, of course. Certain varieties are a lot bigger. It can be up to almost a foot in diameter in some some of the larger varieties. And like I say, grow up to 100 feet tall. But, you know, there's a lot of varieties that just get a few inches tall or just a few feet tall all the way up to that size. Um, there's around uh, 1,500 varieties of bamboo. So, I mean, there's a lot to choose from. Uh, bamboo is one of the fastest growing plants on the planet. Uh, certain varieties can grow up to three feet in height in a 24-hour period. So that doesn't always have to do with the plant itself. A lot of that has to do with the climate conditions. Like you could take that same fast-growing plant and plant it in certain places, and it wouldn't do near that well. But in, in certain places, uh, it grows just super, super fast. Some uh, ecological benefits about bamboo. It actually releases 30% more oxygen into the atmosphere and absorbs more carbon dioxide uh, compared to other plants. So because of that, bamboo greatly decreases uh, greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. So it, it's actually a very important plant for our planet. I mean, it does a lot of good. It grows so well that it doesn't require fertilizers for optimal growth. So it you know, has a lot of growing benefits there. It's just, it doesn't require a lot of maintenance or any kind of work uh, as far as growing it. Now, let's look at some of the problems with bamboo because because of some of those those uh, facts about bamboo uh, and some of those and some of the benefits of bamboo, it has some some problems. Well, it has one major problem, and that's that it can easily become invasive, especially running bamboo. Now, that's there's two different kinds of bamboo overall that we're looking at, and one is called running bamboo, and the other is called a clumping bamboo. The running bamboo is extremely invasive or can be extremely invasive especially certain varieties of that running bam bamboo. So it can, it can spread very quickly. Clumping bamboo also spreads, but it spreads in a circle uh, pattern. And uh, it's more like an ornamental grass. If you've ever seen like plume grass or uh, zebra grass or something like that that grows in a, in a clump and comes up, and it'll spread. Now, clumping bamboos can grow anywhere. They can spread anywhere from 2 to 12 inches a year. 
in diameter. So, I mean, it can spread too, but it's very slow and, um, and it, because it's, because of its circle pattern doesn't usually become invasive unless left for many, many, many years close to something that you don't want to spread into. I mean, you can allow for several feet on, on each side of clumping bamboo and it would take many years for it to, uh, to reach that, uh, that border where you would want it. So, um, not that invasive, but running bamboo, uh, can spread, uh, several feet a year and easily take over an entire yard or, or, um, jump into a, an adjacent property very easily. Uh, I, I actually put an article in today's, uh, show notes for this episode and uh, you should go look at this article this was a this is a small property that planted bamboo in new york and the, the title of it's called thickening stand of bamboo is compromising quality of life for neighbors in mariners harbor and i'm going to tell you you ought to go look at the pictures of this and read this article somebody planted running bamboo in a small backyard and uh boy it's just taken over it's it's completely filled the backyard of this property and it's causing all kinds of problems for their neighbors uh leaning into their houses they can't even open their windows without bamboo that's like pressing in through their windows of their house um, and the stalks are just everywhere the people are complaining about how how bad the bird noise is in the mornings is there's there's hundreds of, of birds every day chirping away in there it's bringing in mice and rats and just all kinds of things that are hosts for ticks which is mentioned in the question we'll talk a little bit about that in a few minutes too and, and just all kinds of lot uh, of uh, wildlife and everything because it's created a jungle in this small backyard and the pictures of this are just crazy there's a couple pictures there where they took it from the neighbor's yard and it's just this thick mat of bamboo completely taking over the property of the small backyard folks you cannot you cannot plant running bamboo in a small property even on a large property it can cause problems but on a small property i mean possibly even opening yourself up for a lawsuit and read this article it's it's pretty interesting and it can show you the potential problems of planting running bamboo on your property uh very big deal now when i when april asked this question in facebook i mean she's like uh you know i'd love to plant some bamboo you know tell me the pros and cons of it and uh, she she tagged me in the post and it was a question for the podcast but wow people are emotional about bamboo uh, many people chimed in on that uh, on that question in the facebook group and uh said don't do it just don't do it. i mean uh you know there was a lot of emotion in the answers that came in from that because so many people know or have experienced the problems of bamboo or they know somebody who's had uh major problems with bamboo uh and and running bamboo no doubt there's very few instances where i would say plant running bamboo yes your largest varieties are usually come in running bamboos uh, it's the one that's most commonly used for construction material it has a lot of those those qualities that some people are looking for but you just can't do it in most situations unless you have an extreme amount of property and it can be planted somewhere where it won't ever become a problem for for a neighbor or a problem for you you know maybe there's a there's a place for you to plant that i would say in 99.9 percent of situations you're not going to want to plant any running bamboo but let's look at clumping bamboo is there a, a situation where you might want to plant clumping bamboo yeah i mean i think absolutely it can do all those things that we talked about earlier it has all those benefits uh it doesn't get as big and it actually there are a lot of cold hardy uh varieties um i'll put a link in the show notes to a website 
uh, called bamboogarden.com, and uh, they they have a whole bunch of uh, of varieties. Uh, they range in height from eight to eight to twenty five feet. Like I said, cold hardy, uh, clumping bamboo, and um, and these. These varieties make great uh, uh, privacy screens. Uh, they they still can produce a very large stock that can be used for construction or, or arts and crafts or all kinds of purposes like that. Uh, it's not going to spread very fast. I mean, like I said, two to two two inches to, to twelve inches a year at best. Most don't spread more than than four to six inches per year at the absolute most. I mean, there are, I think just a couple varieties that that spread faster than that. Um, so if you gave yourself, you know, many feet from a proper, a neighbor's property line or any kind of thing that you would worry about it spreading into, it would take many, many years, probably your lifetime to ever be a problem, uh, for you or a neighbor and you could even make it to where it was never even that close uh, the problem is a lot of people would want to even plant clamping bamboo right on a property line eventually it's probably going to cross that property line at, at two to four inches a year say even i mean if you're planting you know six inches away from a property line eventually it's going to go past that property line so you do want to give it a few feet to to grow i mean it could take many years for it to go a few feet so uh, even clumping bamboo has a little bit of an invasive quality, a spreading quality, but not much more than a plume grass or something like that that grows. You know, um, I planted a, some plume grass in my backyard, and, and it spread. When I first planted it, it was a small crown, maybe three inches di- in diameter, and in a couple of years, it went to about a twelve inch in diameter plant. You know, I don't think it's going to get much bigger than that. It's not going to keep growing where clumping bamboo might keep going, but. Uh, you know, it, it's just not a problem. There are absolutely purposes for some uh, clumping bamboos. But now some get very tall, which could lean over on your neighbor's properties or things like that. I mean, some of the clumping bamboos are up to 25 feet uh, tall, which is beautiful. I mean, it really is beautiful to see these big, giant plants. You talk about a great privacy screen. I mean, if you could get a few feet away from a property line and go all the way down with some of these clumping bamboo uh, varieties, Oh wow! What a what an awesome fence line you could create of bamboo that really isn't ever going to be a problem for your neighbors if you're several feet away from the property line. But you could go all the way down a row. Now, if you have a large property where that you had plenty of room for that, I could absolutely see that being a benefit um, to a property. Again, be careful about the variety. There are so many varieties out there to choose from. I recommend you go to this bamboo garden website. I found it very helpful. I was just looking at some of the different varieties and I landed on their page. And I, I just found it extremely helpful uh, with some of the varieties and what they would look like. Great pictures. Uh, uh, a lot of great information about each variety. So it would really help you pick the clumping variety you might like. Now, April had mentioned that um, she heard that it was a problem that it draws in ticks. And and here's what I found out. I did some research on that. Uh, the reason it draws in ticks is because it's a thick mat of vegetation. Tall, shady, especially in the running bamboo where you create almost a forest-like environment. Uh, that's just an ideal environment for ticks. Clumping bamboo, not so much, especially if it's more spread out and it has some between it. Uh, but yeah, it, here's, what I, here's what I found out. It's really no more in, inviting of a tick environment there's nothing about the bamboo itself that makes it tick friendly other than just the environment it creates so i mean especially if you went with clumping varieties put a little space between them to me i don't see it being any more uh, of a tick problem or a tick environment than say large plume grass or something like that something that's thick and shoots up in that in that form uh, sure if you're in a 
an area that has a lot of tick problems. There's going to be ticks in those areas, but not not so not any more that would be in a woods or something close to your house. So uh, that's just kind of what I figured out from from what I read. I couldn't find any articles that that said anything about it um, in of itself being a a something that draws in ticks. It's just the environment that it can create when it's let out of control. Now, I did want to talk a little bit about how to uh, control running bamboo because there are some people who who have it and it's starting to spread and it's getting wider. The only way to really effectively um, stop it from spreading is to put down barriers. And even it can jump over barriers or go under barriers. It has to be extremely deep, kind of tall, contain like a a container-like environment for it. Uh, Some people have found it effective to put down plastic. But one thing you for sure have to do is go around with a spade and chop the rhizome all the time. And I mean, it's just a constant uh, work to go around and cut the rhizome. They go around with a spade, a deep spade, and you push down and you chop the rhizome. It's effective. It's a lot of work. And it has to be done to prevent the spreading of the rhizomes from the bamboo for reaching out and, and spreading. And it can absolutely be controlled, but only with a lot of work and, or, or a lot of um, preparation. Uh, it's just very difficult to deal with. And it's actually best is to put it only in places that it can just run and you can create a forest and it's never, ever going to be a problem. And I'm talking in the middle of hundreds of acres where it can just be open to going, you know, I don't know. I just don't know of what situation uh, you'd have to where you'd want to plant any kind of running bamboo. So you definitely want to avoid it. And, um, unless you just know of a situation where it's okay for you, but clumping, I can see several several situations in which clump, a, a, a certain variety of clumping bamboo could be very useful, very beneficial for your homestead. So that's what I'll say about bamboo. I think it's a, I think it's a great plant. I think it's a fascinating plant. I really do. And I think that, uh, you know, if you live in a place where you're able to grow it, grow it. Uh, but just be very, very careful about what kind you grow. Do your research, pick wisely, and uh, find one that's going to serve your purposes, but never, ever be a burden. That's what I have to say about that. Hope that helps you out, April, and uh, it helps you make a decision on bamboo and some of its purposes. And uh, perhaps you have a place where you can plant it and uh, make the most of it. So uh, that's all I'll say about that. Let's go on to our homestead life segment. This is the segment where I share something that's better in my life because of homesteading. And today I want to talk about berry harvesting season. I talked about it earlier. Boy, the the raspberries and the, and the blackberries and the blueberries are really coming on strong. And, uh, you know, I call it nature's candy, only it's the healthy version, right? Uh, and I just love, I absolutely love strolling through the homestead and just grabbing handfuls of, of, like I said, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, and even strawberries when those were going full blast. And, you know, just any other kind of berry I can get my hand on. And if I, uh, if I don't eat them all right there in the garden, some of them make into the kitchen and we make cobblers and pies and juice and jellies and jams. And man, I'll tell you, my life is absolutely better because of berry harvesting on the homestead. It was one of the very first things we started planting around here. Uh, when we started, uh, when I started plopping in anything other than my raised beds, the first thing I did, even before I planted any trees, was I started putting in, I think I put in uh, blueberry bushes first, and then I, I, I bought some raspberries and some blackberries and started planting those, and those were just, you know, everywhere now. And then we started our strawberry production around here. And, and uh, I'm telling you, it's been one of the greatest things uh, for this homestead 
and the grandkids love it. Well, my kids even love it. Let's just be honest. <laughs> uh, but my grandkids too. I mean, my grandson's out there and he's already found out, oh, blueberries are great. So he knows where the blueberries are now. And when he goes out back, he's straight to the blueberries. So it's just made my life better. And uh, I hope it, it does the same for you. If you want to submit a question for the podcast, you can send your questions in to ask at smalltownhomestead.com or you can call or text in your questions to our voicemail at 765-203-1949. You can submit as many questions as you want, as often as you like. Uh, have a few questions in the queue right now, but take as many as we can get. So keep on sending those questions in. Got some great questions coming up. Uh, this podcast is made possible by those who join our Homestead Forum membership community. You can learn more about that at uh, thehomesteadforum.com. All kinds of great benefits there. And the uh, the show notes for this episode can be found at smalltownhomestead.com slash 94. Go check out those show notes and look at that article about that uh, urban property that planted running bamboo check out that website bamboogarden.com a lot of great information in there and until next time happy homesteading and god bless thanks for listening to see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes go to smalltownhomestead.com there you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow.